Welcome to the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs, bringing you from zero to 60 in the non-fungible token world without breaking the bank, with your hosts, Andrew, aka Rantum, and George from Mostly Stable on Zed Run, who will help you navigate new projects, interview expert guests, and explore NFT trends. So whether you're on your first or 50th NFT, we're going to have something for you. And as a quick note, we are not, I repeat, not financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Alrighty, disclaimer over, let's get to it. Welcome to the Using the Whole Whale podcast, where we learn from leaders about new ideas and digital strategies making a difference in the social impact world. This podcast is a proud production of Whole Whale, a B Corp digital agency. Thank you for joining us. Now, let's go learn something. Today on All About Affordable NFTs. I can confidently say there are many affordable NFTs out there. Barso, and maybe before, because today we're talking about the five things you should do, could do, might do in a bear market in crypto and NFTs. How's it going, Andrew? Oh man, it's rough. I mean, this is this is one of the ugliest spin a few days of that I think a lot of people are, or maybe even anyone has seen in crypto. It's been really ugly out there. In NFTs and in the big, bigger crypto world in general, we've seen prices of everything take significant hits. But some people have been wiped out of large amounts of you know their entire savings and, and in a very short amount of time. So it's you know it's rough to see. Uh, it's, it's it's tough to to be to see this right now and how quickly this has come about. Yeah. So jumping right into it, obviously you were referring to the Luna Foundation. And yeah, Luna and Terra. Time. Yeah, US Terra was a stable coin on the Luna, which they just a alt layer one. And they had a, a what was supposed to be a stable coin. It was an algorithmic stable coin that was balanced with the Luna token. So it was the, the US Terra um, token was supposed to be a dollar at all times. And then they would print more or burn or get more of the, uh, the Terra token would get, or the Luna token would get bought up, but that started, that's not, I don't know, it was a question for a long time how stable that really was, because if if it can just print more at some point, you just need people to want that token. And someone seems like, I mean, there were a lot of people that were warning against this and someone decided to act on this, it seems like, and borrowed about a billion dollars and started selling into this to start triggering this loss. And once it started losing its peg, it sort of started a, a whole... I don't know, spiral here and everybody started doing the same thing. And it's been, you know, quickly lost over 40% of its value. And then there were people fighting back, but it has been just heading down quickly and continues to lose, you know, more and more each day. And as they print more Luna, I think there was over 20 X, the amount of Luna was printed in a single uh, within 24 hours. So the supply of that is just going insane. So there's not much value there. So they did actually stop the blockchain entirely. I believe they have started it again, although I don't know uh, what the current status is. It basically seems like there's fifty bil- uh, about $50 billion that has been wiped out uh, from the crypto market. Yeah, that's the TLDR. You know, if you're 
if you're in there and I think this is a warning to anyone, if you don't understand the project and you have to rely on encode retrust, there is a, a reckoning and, you know, Vitalik Buterin actually had that statement of like, I'm not sure if the tail risk has been, you know, properly assessed on this, but, you know, innovation has to thrive. And I think innovation is wonderful, but the problem is when you get it, something that is great on paper, but has never been tested at scale, which then has interdependencies on the entire market, because in order to sort of make that margin call, so to speak, you know, Luna starts selling off just amazing tranches, billions of dollars worth uh, of Bitcoin. What's more, that has second order effects, which relates to the NFT market. I also believe second order effects of anybody that was leveraging, margining at any level, anything that was terabacked, which was a stable coin. People thought it was safe and stable. Anybody leveraging just got margin called. And so just sort of from a liquidity standpoint, a heck of a lot less in a very small pool in a very short amount of time. And yeah, you know, it's, it's tough. I mean, they, you know, unfortunately they were bringing in a lot of new people to the system too, to crypto. They were, I mean, they've got a, they still have a deal with, I think the Washington Nationals, I believe with maybe the New York Mets, they've done a lot of the stadium advertising. We've seen this another from other blockchains. We've certainly seen a lot of mainstream advertising. And I, you know, I would look at a lot of those a little differently um, in light of this. And I'm not just saying in light of this, there's been a lot of talk about Terra for a long time and how they were just sort of printing this money and it wasn't really there. So, you know, it's really unfortunate. I think, you know, it's better that it, you know, unfortunately better that it happens now as opposed to when it got even bigger. But at the same time, I think this is really going to mark, uh, you know, mark a day in crypto or, or a time in crypto before and after, because there's going to be a lot more regulation coming here. There's been, there's been things like this before, but not nearly to this scale. And, you know, the, the founder of this was, I don't know, maybe, maybe very egotistical and, and really did not take uh, any criticism to this well. And, you know, his, his, I would say that that was even a part of bringing more people into this, but in the end, it's going to leave a lot of people that with a lot, I mean, they just, there's a lot of people lost everything. There's going to be a lot more regulation coming in. And I think rightfully so. And, you know, hopefully that will help in the long run. But in the short term and, and maybe the uh, medium term, you know, this is this is a significant hit and is, you know, we're, we're saying bear market and we've said this before, but, you know, I think we can look at this in a different way than just like NFTs are going to slow down. You know, crypto in general is going to have to find a way to, to overcome some big, big challenges here. I think, is it correct to say that 50 billion being lost in in this sort of way is the the largest it's not a hack it's just a just a full failure it's a collapse of you know uh, a house of cards right if you have you know the the last major institution to do this and did it successfully was when the u.s dollar unpinned from in 1972 the gold standard right no longer is gold backed in the u.s and you're just backed with the fact that no no we're here you gotta be pretty darn big to get away with hey here's money go spend it it's not backed by anything like there's just laws of human nature and trust. And I, you know, regulation is common for sure. I think you're right. This is a, this is a moment before and after, and it's, it's going to set back adoption quite a bit. So that will hopefully help us with how we kind of change our perspective. But again, 
bet which you can't afford to lose. I mean, it's in our intro and outro and, you know, say it as much as possible. And I hope that people listening aren't sort of taking this as like, haven't been hit too hard. No. Yeah. Hopefully not too tied up in this. I mean, unfortunately there's a lot of yeah. funds. There's, I mean, did there's so many people tarot? that did you, no, did you I, I never got into that ecosystem. And I stayed away from algorithmic stable coins because I was like, but I have a choice of USDC, which is backed. I'm going to go choose the one that's backed. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, you know, there's a, there's a few different, there's a few options with stable coins. I would definitely go with ones that are a uh, little more tried and tested. You know, Lindy effect is real. Look at what's been around. Look at what, I don't know, isn't promising 20% returns for just holding the, the stable coin. I mean, that's, that's not realistic over a long period of time anyway. You know, and we see these crazy APRs. And I think in any, any time that you're seeing just outrageous APRs and don't understand why, really take a second look. You know, there's that, that part's going to start to change. We know how much those are, those types of things, those promises of APYs and APRs are, you know, are, are allowed to be, to be advertised in, you know, in regulated financial markets. So I would expect that we're going to start seeing big changes there because right now it's really meaningless when you can compare these, when you, when you're trying to look at an APR and there's one that's printing, you know, a thousand X supply every day or, or something like that. And, you know, expecting that somebody understands that part of it because they've looked at, you know, page 13 of a white paper is, is a little, is, you know, it, it's not really fair at this point. So I, I do expect that that will change. You know, I guess moving on from this, we do want to say, you know, there is, the market is, is, and so what do we do now? Cause there are things, I mean, everything's on sale. But you got to start thinking that not everything's going to come out of this. So um, we want to start thinking about that a little bit and think about where uh, where things are going from here and what we need to, to be looking uh, to do in this type of market. Yeah. You know, I think we have other pieces of news here just to go through them, just to say, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. Coinbase posted in at loss of 130 million. We get there it. We're not doing well. <laughs> Good we news. didn't have their <laughs> NFT launch. Like, sure, we get it. There, were um, news, there was also news that they spent $600 million on to develop that marketplace. No, no they did not do that. Yes, I, I didn't. I don't have the link here, but I have heard this. $600 million, I think it was somebody figured this out. I'm sure it wasn't a line item in the in their quarterly report, but I think someone probably looked at the the reports before, you know, in, in previous uh, quarters. And do you think the thousand users were, on it are going to generate enough to make that bad? They could have just given an airdrop to everybody and, and, you know, I mean, and people would have actually come, you know, spend it in this, I don't know, coin token, whatever. Oh man. So there's whatever. that. Okay. Yep. There's that. Stocks at all time lows. No idea as they lose 430 million and blow another 600 million. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. They're dropped, uh, I think 60% off of where they were, whatever. Yeah, 87% from IPO, I believe. From 87 now. from IPO? Yes. But this okay. is also, we need regulation to come save us from things like this. I mean, I don't know what this is going to end up like. Yeah. Hey, here's a, here's a slightly more positive one I threw in here. The So Rare offering a fantasy baseball NFT game with MLB. We've seen others try. We've seen others fail. But So Rare... They're players. Yeah, they are I players. I was excited to see this. And I, when I first saw the headline, I confused it as thinking that we had already talked about it. But that was a PGA. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yes. they, they've so rare branching out from soccer. I am excited about this. They've definitely been able to get attention and, and provide and you know produce a real game. And I, I still think that that is 
a, a big opportunity here and they've shown they can do it with one popular sport and hopefully they can do it with MLB. MLB is clearly trying to get this right in some way. And then another another news, I you heard, I, I bought the uh, MostlyStable.eth. Finally, I bought it during our episode actually and I, and I switched over. But apparently we were calling out that we saw, we have this like way of talking about the right industry just before it like kind of takes off. So remember we were talking about how, you know, maybe you should be picking up some ENS domains of things. Well, there was an absolute mania that has taken off with three and four digit ENS domains. What do I mean? Uh, three digit, like number digits domains, because people suddenly realize, so like, for example, you know, 777 or 5555, whatever it may be, some, any of and all of those numbers have all just become this entire niche collectible because what people realize is you can make subdomains recently of .eth addresses. So you can have your, you know, your moonbird.555, if that's your moonbird.eth and create all of these things. And then there's like the below, you know, 1000 club, below 10,000 club that is now forming these separate communities. So entire communities forming around the ENS domains and currently three digit domains. I think they hit around a 15 ETH floor. So I didn't guess that that's what would happen, but ENS names. Yeah, here I am stuck with a bunch of names and I should just buy enough numbers. Should have bought oh, numbers. Well. Where, like we were, we were in the ballpark, just not the one the players were going to play it. Right. You know, I was looking at domain <laughs> names and domain names, numbers have rarely caught on. I can't think of many, <laughs> many number domains that have worked out, but uh, oh well, should have gone that way. It's just, yeah. Where we were just to the left. We were like, there's something here. Anyway, we'll get it right next time. All right. Well, you've got okay. an affordable project for us this week. And I think you talked about this a bit in the uh, Discord, actually. So if you were in there, you may have heard about it. Yeah, the Lalfa, the Lalfa in here. Okay, so what we have is little, little nouns, L-I-L, nouns.wtf, because why not? If you're familiar with the Nouns Dial and Noun project, they are a very impressive, reputable, you know, glasses-wearing DAO that's been around. They make one per day, technically. And the little nouns, so they make one per day and you go out and and bid on it. And those are, you know, going for many ETH. This is the little nouns, which are going to be minted every 15 minutes in an auction style. They are smaller than the other nouns. They are uh, generated on chain and they're, you know, say they're going to make, you know, one 15 minutes forever. So, and, you know, as you can imagine, that's for every hour though. I think there's some delay because of the way the bidding system works. There is an interesting game dynamic here also where the, whatchamacallit, the, uh, the treasury. So the little nouns treasury and the nouns dot treasury are technically getting like every 10th and 11th one automatically in there and then the rest are just literally on the site for mint and availability uh, why do i like this you know the art is iconic you know it's recognizable and i think you know with this type of dynamic and community behind it that you know builds over time it stands a chance of surviving the absolute conflagration right now this burning down of everything what do you see in this project in yeah i like that it's connected to nouns i think that it's I mean, I think people get the idea that maybe it'll just be too many, but when you start thinking about what 10,000, you know, what it takes to, to get 10,000 sales right away for a collection and actually getting to see these as they come out, I think it actually adds some excitement and interest over time. And we've seen that with the, uh, the nouns DAO. I do like that it's tied to that. I haven't looked um, 
I haven't looked at the bidding. I know you've been uh, doing some bidding there. I haven't actually gone and done that yet. And I, I like your idea of trying to get in early, both to get one of the early ones and, you know, hopefully maybe get in before everybody knows about this. Cause I have heard some others uh, start to talk about this. I think maybe Bankless uh, just mentioned this one and. Oh no, they just um, mentioned it. I think they may have, or I, I know it's not somewhere. So, but I'm sure you got it beforehand. I'm sure you wrote it on here. I hope we'll get this out. I don't know. I guess we can't get it out before them. We're literally recording it as I Whatever. just said that. You know what? So. Join the Discord. Here it is. Join the Discord. Because I put every crazy idea in there. You put all this like extra out. He, put, we don't have he has a cover. lot. Yeah, he puts a lot of crazy ideas in there. But, you know, some of them are good. No, I'm kidding. No, He's, the play here is great ideas. So here, I've been so I've been after it since it launched because I want one of the first 100 low nouns. And you can't get them on the secondary because everyone who's getting them understands them and are just, you know, posting it for an extreme amount. So here's the game so far that I understand. And if you see me, don't bid against me, you jerk. Okay, you're given 15 minutes. Don't be the first bidder. You really want to wait because you're playing with gas. If gas is high, just don't bother. So actually, one of the painful things originally was that gas was going through the roof because of Terra and all of the nonsense going on there. So the game I've been playing is that you wait until one minute is left. And I'm actually doing this right now because someone, I really want this one. Hold on. What are these going for right now, George? Ranging I've seen as low as like 0.4 and as high as like 1.4. But right now they're hovering. So it's like affordable-ish, but you can catch it, you know, if if it's at the right point. You're waiting for a minute left. And as soon as a bid comes in, it resets to one minute left. So you're kind of playing this game of like in an auction room. They're like, oh, all right, the last bidder is here and we're three, two, one. Oh, and now there's one minute left. So then one minute starts again and you put it up there and you have, you know, can kind of grow by increments of point, um, point whatever. But keep in mind, every time you submit a bid, you're submitting, you're, you're running a little gas. So make it like, you know, last minute and at a bid that you can win. So you don't, for instance, want to just be bidding on each one at a low level and just being outbid each time. Like that's a great way to just burn a lot of gas points. I think that's somewhat necessary to make sure that the bidding doesn't go on uh, needlessly long because people could always just, well, I don't know, maybe if they're just bidding, you'd always have to honor that, but that's, that's an interesting uh, aspect there. A cool project. I'm definitely going to check this out now. I'm on the site and it's, uh, don't bid against me. I can't, it was this. not me. Is- it wasn't me. <laughs> I know. Cause I can see your domain. This, this C863 has got to stop it. You already beat me earlier today. All right, I'll stop. Anyway, cool project. I also want to do a quick shout out to Block Bounce, who brought us FloorNFTs.io. And I'll just do a quick summary. This is just, you know, shout out was interesting. They have an NFT tracking app. So this is a mobile app for tracking, as you can imagine, the floors of your NFTs. And basically it's on Floor Gen 3. I would recommend for that Gen 3 currently sitting at below its mint price of 0.2. So you can mint it direct from the site at 0.2, but you know, I was taking a look, it's at 0.187. So it might be worth hawking around and taking a look. If you want to like play with the app, you could probably take Flip a Gen 3 just to look at what that app has to offer and then shove it back into the market just to see if it's something that could help. And so thanks, Block Bounce. I, full disclosure, don't own any of these. And I don't know, Andrew, you don't, I believe either. I do not either, no. But cool as an app. So thank you, Block Bounce. Alrighty. 
All right, theme. let's get on to our theme. And I think <laughs> I think we do have to look about look at this. We've done because we have talked about bear markets before, and you know, I got talked about this a little bit. I think this is a bigger change, and we should talk about it a little bit that way. This isn't just like a little dip here. I think we, you know, with this is a big opportunity, we're gonna see a big shuffle here. So I think we need to kind of frame it in that sense and not that it's just a bit of a dip. I think we're gonna see a lot of projects die and the survivors here, you know, it's going to be tough to find, but you know, there's a real opportunity to 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 find some I don't know, diamonds in the rough in a way here. Yeah, and that's number one: long view, long view, and relax. Look, if you have derived some amount of joy and dopamine from collecting, being part of a community, you'll understand that this isn't going to go away. It's going to get smaller. It's going to get less expensive. It's going to be harder to pump, dump, and create these overnight successes in the same way, and the market's going to get smarter, right? This is an inoculation in some senses, and uh, that can be painful at times. But the long view that I, that I have and hold is that, you know, this is in many ways trading attention and culture. And one thing I know about the humans, we really enjoy uh, collection as an activity and community as an activity as well. So I'd say take a long view on the the projects you're looking to do and, and keep and but also if you need liquidity, freaking flip it. If it's pumping, you know, take your take your wins where you want. So that's number one to try to have that long view, especially when you feel you are in a state of panic. Number two, I don't know anything to add on that. No, I think that's good. Yeah, there you Let's go. Get number, on to number two, two here. Yeah, number two. This is a big one. Don't trust triangulate. And what I mean is, don't trust anyone. Don't trust us. When we say a thing, don't trust, you know, a Bloomberg, a Forbes, a crypto.com, a newsletter, a discord, someone who's collected. Don't trust anybody. Triangulate. Check a few sources. Go check it yourself. And, you know, I will say immediately here, like Milk Road, which I am a fan of, I read, was literally pumping Terra. But a month ago, talking about how they had made a massive bet in it. We are so smart. This is an anchor in our portfolio. Look at the brilliance here. Like, okay, I love them. I fortunately just don't trust algorithm-driven stablecoins because, you know, where's the money? But this is just a reminder that you are always going to be handed somebody who's selling you an idea, an NFT, a project, coin, triangulate it. Yeah, I think a good way to, another good way to, think about things is think of the opposite. Think of the bear case. If you're very excited about getting into a project, if you're, you know, if you are really against it, think about the bull case, you know, think of what somebody would say on the other side and think, you know, can you refute the problems there? Look at, you know, go search in discord, go search in Twitter, you know, find what the, what people are saying that are detracting from the project and see if there's anything there. You know, there's always going to be somebody saying something negative. Sometimes it's worth listening to, sometimes it's not, but it's definitely worth doing the research and seeing what the potential problems are because there were, you know, as we've seen, there's been a lot of talk. I mean, most of the the things that we've talked about in NFTs and crypto, there's been talk about this beforehand. It's a matter of, you know, whether you believe it or not and, and, and are willing to, I don't know, which side you end up on. So I think you're... Go do the go do the work. Don't just trust the headline. Don't just trust the, the the influencer. Don't trust us. Don't trust your friend. You know, go check. Go check and do the work. You know, go ahead and take it. But there's there's plenty of places to go do more research. Number three, get ready to bid, not buy. 
And what this means is prices are in flux and people are in panic, which means when others are fearful, be greedy to quote the Buffett, right? And so by moving your stash to web, it'll help you actually make bids on things. And you can lowball a bit if somebody just needs liquidity because everyone's getting pinched and it's in a project that you like, that can be an excellent way to really, you know, avoid gas, spread out your, spread out your, you know, money to stretch it a bit farther and, and get into projects slowly and safely rather than following following hype cycles and, and getting into the, the type of projects that maybe have been on your, your long-term shopping list and just float those reservation prices out there. Yeah, I would add that you want to be careful, you know, what you're getting into right now, you know, really look for things that you believe that are going to be here in a year that are going to be here in a long time, make those bids on projects, thinking that you can move up in quality. You know, don't look at things that don't try to catch a falling knife. The, you know, the idea of the prices are falling. Don't, don't look I just will a great turnaround. If somebody just discovers this project, it isn't the time for looking at those types of things, make bids on known projects on things that have a promise that have, you know, that have strong founders that have people that are dedicated to being here that have proven that in some way. And, you know, look for those when you're making bids, not just every in the way that, that I don't know, maybe, maybe don't look for the price to rebound everywhere. There's a lot that will not be doing that. Yeah. Not catching a falling. If you're not familiar with don't catch a falling knife, look it up and really understand that doctrine. We don't have enough time to, to move through it, but that's uh, an important note about minding the momentum. Watch number four, watch the teams, watch the teams that are going to stick with it because when the projects are abandoned, the community goes to, it's just a function of time. It's not when, but if. What are the teams doing? What is the morale in Discord? What is the leader saying? Because you can have these very bombastic, very excitable leaders who are sprinters, not marathon runners. I'm looking for marathon runners. I'm a runner myself, and that's fine if you beat me for the first mile, two miles, 13 miles, because I'm planning for the whole race. You want leaders that are thinking about the whole race and where it's going. I'm not talking about a roadmap. Talking about sort of the the conviction and team and then the mechanics behind it. You know, I look at projects like the the Song of Day DAO, right? As silly as that thing is, like, I know that that Jonathan Inn is going to be creating a song today because it's been happening for 13 years. I know that this project I brought you today at Lil Nas, they're going to be creating these silly things algorithmically on the blockchain in a decade because that's just how this works. Unless the code breaks and those things happen, right? There's obviously like things that happen, but it's, you know, it's in its system. Whether or not it's worth anything is another question. Same thing with Song of Day. <laughs> Remember, triangulate your sources. But Andrew, what are the things that you say are markers of teams that would, that you can tell stick with it? Well, I think there's a lot of ways that you can look for clues about how dedicated the team is. You know, start, if it, especially if it, you have you know, bigger holdings in a collection, I would really start looking at Discord, look at, are they paying as much attention? Are they posting as much? Look at their socials. Are they as into this? Because there's going to be a lot of people. I mean, there have been a lot of people that have lost a lot of capital here. And there's going to be people that just can't, can't keep doing it for whatever reason. You know, there's a lot of, a uh, lot of issues here. And I would really start looking for clues, especially where you've got 
bigger holdings in your your collections because if people aren't if they aren't engaging as much if they start showing disinterest i think it's a, a leading indicator that they're you know th that they're not quite as engaged in the work even if they are maybe producing you know some updates and you see some things if it's not if you don't see the same enthusiasm i would say that that's a red flag i guess so far as making sure that you know is there a team that is still employed, like go on to LinkedIn, take a look. Are there folks that say like, yeah, I work here. I do these things. Are they shipping actual features that you can see, you know, new product updates and saying like, yeah, we built it. It's tough, but we're here to build this thing. This is where we're going. And right. I know, mean, I would even say maybe even look at, you know, if it, depending on what the type of project is, you know, look at how their treasury is. Did they, you know, have they managed that well? Were they heavily in ETH? Did they, or were they all in ETH? Versus, you know, and they have a team that they need to pay. I mean, that can get hard if, if they do have a team and, you know, suddenly they have half as much as they, they thought they did. And that really changes their, their runway. So, you know, I think really start looking at these things and sort of in the, you know, a lot of things have gone wrong and it's going to be tough for these teams to keep doing it with, with all of these things changed. Number five, winners that survive win big. I want to put this thought in your mind. When a pine cone is on the ground, it's actually a seed. It's got seeds in it. It's got no chance of creating a pine tree, though, unless there's a fire. The act of a fire actually activates and triggers this seed to say, hey, it's time to go. And that's because these pine trees have been around for quite some time. And when there's a fire, all of the other brushes burned up. All of the competitors are burned up. They go away. And suddenly these seeds are like, ah, I've got some room here. I can spread and grow. And so with that mindset, I think there's a exciting, because I have to find something positive here, exciting opportunity to say, you know, there, there are opportunities now to see who's going to potentially survive. We saw that in the 2000s where little stocks like Amazon dropped 90% and then like rose like a freaking phoenix. There are ones in here right now that are going to make it, but many will not. Yeah, it's going to be hard to find them, but they are going to be out there. You know, look at the ones that are working. That's, yeah, it's going to be hard to find these. It's, I think you're right though, to just say that they are out there and this is the real test. I'll, I'll end this with a, actually a, a post that was in our discord from NIST47.eth. This crash, you know, scares everyone. And it feels more like to me that I have a window, uh, a window of people who were around for the board eight mint had like i am am i wrong to think that now is actually the time to buy up more than i have than i have both coins and nfts and that's the exciting thing right like this sort of macro fomo of like oh my gosh i joined when everyone was talking about it like here's your chance to test if you were a tourist or a native you're someone who is going to be sticking around with this and it's the time to test conviction and then in the next gen, when this comes back around, it'll be a year or so, summer, who knows? It'll come back around <laughs> a week. But I, I would say is don't make large bets, dollar cost over time, and don't trust any. Yeah, and I think this really does provide opportunity. And I think it's good to even think there's people that have been fairly priced out for a long time. And this it's a great perspective to think, you know, can now even get into the coins to be able to kind of play these games. So it's... You know, it wasn't that long ago that the, the, the you know, in the, you know, bigger perspective that ETH was at sub 2000 prices. If you, if you're thinking about, you know, I mean, what was it? Maybe 
16 months ago or so. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not looking at a chart. But if you start thinking about how quickly that got at, you know, got to very expensive levels, it priced a lot of people out. And, you know, hopefully there is an opportunity for people to come in. And there, we know there's a ton of building going on. And, you know, I am still optimistic of what is to come. I know it is a tough time. And I think that we've got to look at where the, where the opportunities lie out there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's one of those reasons where, you know, you have to look at the underlying coin behind the platform you're on. And if you're, you know, holding, we've been wary of Solana, actually, because we were like, but that coin's pretty expensive. Now, if you have a NFT denominated, you have just risk on top of risk. I mean, yeah. ETH is down quite a bit. I'll say that. And it's a good thing to remind you that like in a, you know, two year rear view. Yeah. Remember ETH, ETH hit like, I think it was like a hundred bucks at one point for, you know, peak pandemic. So, you know, that's also quite volatile. All right. This is a longer one than usual, but I feel like we had a lot to say. Any, any right. final well, points for us? No, that's it. Well, good. All right. Good luck out there. I'm going to go try to get a nap. If you see, stop bidding. Don't bid against me. Seriously, just wait till I get one. This has been Using the Whole Whale podcast. If you want to keep learning more about these topics and others, head on over to wholewhale.com university to keep learning with us. Thanks as always to gregthomasmusic.org for his tunes that underwrite our tracks. They're fantastic. Hope you're doing well, Greg. And just a reminder, subscribes really help us on any platform that you listen to us on. Please give a thought to click and subscribe and maybe even a comment because we like hearing from you. This has been an episode of the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs. The episode notes and resources may be found at 3ANFT.com in our show notes. Again, 3ANFT.com. And that reminder, don't bet what you can't afford to lose. Remember, we are not financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Thanks for joining us. I hope you learned something.